What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show. Thank you for joining us this evening. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Ivan Lovgren. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, Rob, I've still got the gunk going on from last week, but my head is clear. I've got plenty of energy, so it's going to be a great show tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, returning back out of a state of uh, absolute shock like the rest of the sports world earlier in the week. Um, the just tragic, untimely death of Kobe Bryant uh, really rocked me harder than I... Uh, I was surprised at how much it actually hit me. And um, so it's been a long week, and uh, my thoughts prayers go out to all the families affected by that tragedy and um but if there's one thing that mamba mentality has taught us the show must go on so we got a jam-packed show for you guys tonight yes including a cardboard specific tribute to kobe bryant so you're going to want to stick around for that just one of many great things um but uh to kick it all off well actually should we run through the show now this this is my brain on drugs, Rob. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, wait, do we there, do we buddy. do the poll first, or do we run through the through the show real quick? <laughs> to give you guys an idea, what going Which... on tonight? We've got Emily Kless, the marketing communication manager at Tops, to talk about the Million Card Rip Party. We've got some really interesting stories and hobby happenings. We have a video from Tops, an interview with Brett Hall from the NHL All Star Game. We have two boxes to break of Synergy Hockey. Whoa. We're going to show off some uh, new Ultra Pro storage display, um, uh, storage and display options and give the whole lot away in one big me mega prize. Wow. Um, one of the great stories in the hobby is the number of breakers that have actually opened brick and mortar shops. And we're going to visit one of the best uh, Jaspies. Ivan was down there. We've got some fun products to review and hot in the shop. We'll close out the show with a look at uh, Kobe Bryant's key rookie cards, uh, key inserts from the late 90s, as well as some of his premier cards from later in his career that would be the cornerstones of a ultimate collection of Mamba. But uh, like Ivan said, we kick things off usually with a poll, and we've got one this week, Ivan. Yeah, so make sure you go to twitter.com slash gogtslive uh, in order to vote in the poll. It's still the pinned tweet, which means it's right at the top of our timeline. And if you're a little newer to the show, somebody retweeted or shared this on social media somewhere. Um, that's very important because we need you to follow on Twitter because that's how we give away all the prizes that we give away. So we're going to direct you to Twitter real quick. Check out the feed. See that uh, the poll question today is... This year, I plan on spending how much compared to last year in the hobby? You know, I don't, you know, I don't care if you're spending more on chocolate. I want to know what you're spending in the hobby. So are you going to spend more? Are you going to spend about the same? Are you going to spend less? Or are you going to spend as much as I can? There's lots <laughs> of exclamation points with that one. Um, though personally, I, you'd think that that's, that'd be the one that I would go for because I tend to have that sort of personality. But I was very excited um, to say uh, more, very decisively say more, um, 
the last couple of years have been a bit of a hiatus for me with the kids where I've had to really watch it and less diapers now, dude. Yeah. Less diapers, the preschool, you know, my own personal business is going a little bit better. And so already in January, I've upped that budget just a little bit. Um, in fact, I think I've even got a couple of the, like I just bought a Panini instant Alexander Madison leather autograph numbered to just five, which I think is pretty cool. You know, the, the bought a pack of, uh, these at, at, uh, you know, uh, Donruss just the other day at the Target store. Um, got this for $3 on eBay auction. Nobody was watching, you know, I don't, I don't care. So that's, that's sort of where I'm at. I was very excited to hit more, show off a few hits there. Cause I don't get to do that or I haven't gotten to do that for a while. So what did you vote Rob? Uh, for me, I voted about the same. Um, I don't, I'm not pursuing anything specific enough to say, you know, I'm going to go out and spend more. Uh, it might end up being that way, but as far as what I plan, about the same. So I was actually really pleased uh, with early voting to see that uh, over, let's see, 66% are going to spend the same or more. Uh, almost 12% saying as much as I can. But if you haven't had an opportunity to weigh in on the poll, please do. We'll update it later in the program. And don't uh, forget, I'm just realizing that we didn't quite, it didn't quite spawn conversation as much as votes. Let us know why you picked what you picked, you know? Maybe your story's like me where it's not more for any other reason than like some personal things changed, or maybe it's less because of an opinion about the hobby. We want to hear from you. So make that a dialogue. So we're waiting for Emily Kless to join us. I just wanted to get your feedback since you're, uh, you know, based in Southern California there. What, what's this week been like uh, at Ground Zero, if you will? You know, it's, it's kind of interesting because um, it's definitely not forgotten, but I almost feel like I've gotten so much grieving through being here and through all of the friends I know and so many people I know that were more connected to Kobe. Um, the first couple hours were tough for me. In fact, I actually made a tweet that like, I was thinking later, was that insensitive? Um, because, uh, you know, I tweeted, somebody tweeted at me real quick, Kobe died and it hadn't been confirmed yet. And I happened to be on com C doing some stuff. And I saw that a 40 cent Kobe card had sold. So I tweeted, wow, y'all didn't even give Kobe a second because I thought it was a hoax still. Right. Know? I mean, just like Shaq did. You know, yeah. if you heard what he said to his, his nephew, he was like, get that, get that out of my face. Yeah. But, but it, ha it has been pretty cool because, uh, you know, a bunch of different friends are going to either Staples or the arena in Thousand Oaks where they were going to do the practice or the, the scrimmage or, um, you know, there's murals popping up all over town. And so it, it's kind of cool. And especially with a lot of people here that grew up with him, um, you know, it's yeah. almost, it's almost made it more special in a sense, like a, like brought the community together for sure. So. Good. All right. We're pleased to be joined by Emily Kless. You may know her as the new Suze, but she is Emily Kless. She has her own personality that we're going to get to know better as the new marketing communication manager at tops. Emily, welcome to your first episode of go GTS. Yeah, I'm so How excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, anytime. Um, <laughs> we always wanted to have Suze on more, but, you know, after she became a mom, 
was always tired at nine o'clock at night, so it was tough to bring her on. But uh, we're gonna, definitely hoping to bring you on a few more times than we were able to get Suzanne. But glad you could take some time and join us because, man, Tops has, I think, the single biggest PR happening that we're ever going to see in the hobby taking place in Texas next week. So what is up oh, with the million man. card rip party? Where One did this idea come cards. from? I am so excited. Everyone at Tops is so excited. We've heard nothing but really positive feedback from everyone in the industry, which is also really exciting. And, you know, we wanted to make a splash just for the start of a new decade of baseball cards. Tops has been producing baseball cards since the 50s. And uh, we thought, why not spend the beginning of 2020? Uh, you know, we have such an awesome uh, checklist, rookie class, and why not go big? Let's bring the breakers in because that has been, you know, become such a phenomenon in our industry, which is a really cool thing too. So we partnered up with 19 incredible breakers and we're going for it. One million cards. I, I think we're anticipating it taking 10 hours, guys. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 10 hours of ripping with what 18 professionals doing it with how many who knows how many people you bet. so we have 19 them. teams of breakers and the teams range from six people to two people and what'll be really cool too is that um all the top staff on hand and especially myself um for our own tops live stream is we're going to be helping out and ripping some cards too so it's just it's it's going to be really awesome I'm, I'm so excited for it and uh yeah it'll be great to see how it turns out now, one of the let, oh, sorry, I was going to ask um, if you can name names. We understand that one of the exciting things of the event is that the Guinness Book of World Records is actually going to be on hand. Now, whose idea was that in the tops uh, marketing or executive? Where did that idea? <laughs> no, we're not going to have Guinness Book, though we we are uh, claiming that it might be the world's largest rip party. Though I'm not sure that record has ever uh, officially been held before. Um, so we won't have Guinness wow. on site, but we are going to have a really exciting person on site, which I won't let on now. But um, you'll have to tune in and, and uh, see who's going to be joining us to rip open the uh, first pack of Tops cards. So that is going to be a little bit more exciting than Guinness. I can promise that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You I threw me a curveball here. I could have sworn in some of the initial communications we received that this was going to be audited by Guinness Book of World Records. That is no, not, not happening. officially with Guinness. I think a couple of the breakers were under that impression, um, which, uh, you know, we were thinking about it, but then we kind of said, Hey, it's going to be the, the, you know, a big party for series one. And we didn't, feel that having Guinness there would, uh, you know, make it any more official than, than it's going to and so uh, Got it. what we did was decided what would really uh, what would really mean a lot to both the breakers and those who are buying into the breaks and those who are going to be tuning in. And so we kind of allocated uh, our time and efforts in a different way. And like I said, I, I can't let it on just yet, but uh, we're going to have a really special guest joining us. Wow. So you know who the guest is. Hmm. If we were to guess the guest, would you tell us? Huh. I, I, I will <laughs> tell you this. Uh, he definitely took this year by storm. Uh, he's a great person, 
Tops is really excited to uh, have him join us, and uh, I'll leave you with that. I I'm not going to confirm nor deny, you guys. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. See, that was our that was our test. We needed to know what kind of boundaries we could push with you as the new communications manager. So, all right, boundaries giggle, are clear. Giggle twice if we get it right. <laughs> I'll hang up if you get it right. How about that? <laughs> so how long has this been in the works? Uh, the idea started brewing before this season even ended. So it's definitely been a while. Uh, the wow. official plans, I think, were were started in probably early October. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a while that we've been planning for this. And I'll say the team has done a great job in uh, thinking about all of the possible things that could happen or should go into an event of this nature, because really it's the first of its kind, which is the exciting part, but also the daunting part. So um, I, I'll say the team has done a great job. And of course, there's going to be a lot to learn from it. And, uh, you know, hopefully all goes well and there will be another one. Uh, I'd love to see that. You uh, mentioned that there's going to be a meeting for media about 2.30 at the stadium in some of your communications to me. Um, have you had any RSVPs from media that we would recognize in the mainstream that you can let us know who's going to be in attendance covering? As yeah, of course. Um, we have had some interest from Sports Illustrated thus far. Uh, you know, a couple of the Dallas, the local stations will be there since it's right in their backyard. And of course, we're so excited to have you guys and Beckett and Breaker Culture. Ty Wilson will be down there. There's going to be a lot of uh, really great people, both in the industry industry and those that are just covering the event because they're super interested in what it actually takes to rip open a million tops cards and uh yeah it should be it should be really exciting that's awesome one of the questions that i wasn't able to ask or answer some people who were asking me and maybe you can is why are we having a baseball break event at a football stadium why wasn't it at arlington do you i mean Somebody wanted to know an answer to that, Absolutely. so I said I'd pass it. Very on. fair question. We are quite aware it is a football stadium. A couple people have mentioned it to us. Um, <laughs> but um, no, to be honest with you guys, the original plan was actually to have it at the Texas Rangers ballpark, but they were really gearing up for opening day because it's their new stadium. And there was some concerns that it just wouldn't be uh, ready to host an event of this nature and of this magnitude. And so we wanted to be respectful of that. And they they were um, you know very cordial to us. They hooked us up with the AT&T Stadium guys. And now, you know, we're a stone's throw away from them, which is uh, still, you know, still nice to be in the vicinity of the newest MLB stadium. And uh, hopefully we'll get down there to see their actual stadium. But they've been nothing, uh, you know, but but really great to us. And we also felt that, hey, Jerry's World is uh, the most massive stadium in in probably America. And we're having one of the most massive group breaks. So it, it really uh, makes sense when it comes to the magnitude of the event. But uh, yeah, like I said, was supposed to be at a Rangers and the initial plans. And, um, you know, we just wanted to be respectful of their their, uh, you know, ballpark getting ready for opening day. Perfect. That's very cool. Perfect. Ivan, it looked like you had a question. 
Well, I did, but um, I know you've got things about the event, and I had one that was kind of outside of that. So I just want to make Go sure ahead. since no, you're going to be fine. there, and okay, we're um, going to hog oh, as much time as she'll give us. Well, yeah, Emily. Since this is also since this is a lot of people's first introduction to you and your your face, um, I, I know that, uh, or I assume that you've been handling some of the tops Twitter account and things, but I'm just curious if you don't mind introducing a little bit of yourself, your background, uh, you know, do you collect? If so, what do you collect? And just letting us know a little bit about the person that is doing all this outreach. Yeah, absolutely. To grow the and, you know, thank you guys again for having me on because uh, it's such a great way to meet and talk to so many different people. And so many of our industry contacts have been really great with, uh, you know, introducing me. But um, I've actually been at Tops for a few years. I was just down in our digital department with our mobile apps. Uh, so our Tops digital mobile apps, we have 10 mm -hmm. of them where you can own and trade digital trading cards on your phone. Prior to that, I was with the MLBPA. Uh, so I do come from a baseball background and love baseball. It's in my blood. I will say that I'm a collector, but I'm a very amateur collector. I, I love my Yankees and I'm a Yankee collector. Um, so it, this, uh, this past uh, couple of months transitioning into this role has been so incredibly exciting for me. Um, I think that even as a little league softball player, I was putting my trade cards into penny sleeves and not bending the edges as an eight-year-old. So this is um, certainly a, a really, it's a dream come true. And uh, like I said, um, you guys yourselves and so many other people have been really great in introducing me to the industry and the hobby and all of the wonder pe wonderful people that are involved with it. So that's why I'm even more excited for the event, the Million Card Rip Party, is because we're going to get to, um, I'm personally going to get to meet so many uh, more people that make this hobby what it is. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm really excited. Yeah, awesome. to give you guys an idea, you know, when we break a box of Topps product, it's come from Emily. So now you have a name to a face of who to specifically thank uh, when we have the opportunity to preview Topps product mm -hmm. and uh, give the hits away <laughs> from that. Uh, there's people behind this whole process. And so it's really nice to be able to um, welcome you on board and uh, get to know you better through this whole process. Uh, Actually, we looking at it's already 920 and we've got an absolutely jam packed show. Is there anything before we let you go that you want to let our viewers know about the Rip Party in particular, including where absolutely. They can watch well, it? um, thank you guys again for having me on. I do want to mention that I know you do a ton of giveaways on here, so I'm going to hold a box of series one back when it comes across my desk and I'll make sure it comes to you guys um, specifically for the podcast and the show. Oh. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to call it a podcast, <laughs> but uh, I, I will um, hold one back for you and I'll let you guys decide the best way to give it away. But um, yeah, really looking forward to it. February 4th, the Million Card Rip Party will begin at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central. You can watch from the Tops Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, as well as on Tops.com on our Million Card Rip Party landing page. And uh, it's going to be a great event. I, I can't wait to see who tunes in and can't wait to see you guys down in Dallas. Awesome. Thank well, you. I will be... Um Getting in about 1.30, jumping in an Uber, and heading straight to the stadium. Perfect. I'll be on time. And uh, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i just not even check into my hotel until 
what, you know, so, one so in the morning, maybe <laughs> that whole thing is starting to wind down. Who knows? So uh, I will see you next week, but thank you again for joining us. I hope this is the first of many opportunities that we can talk it tops trading cards. Yes, thank you again, guys. Appreciate it. You too. Have a good evening. Bye, Emily. Emily Kless, Marketing Communications Manager at Tops. Yeah, talk about an exciting opportunity to get our hobby in front of a lot of people who may not be familiar with it, including yeah. the concept of breaking and, and everything else. So I'm really curious to see the mainstream media that'll be there. I'm hoping that some larger national outlets uh, like Sports Illustrated, in fact, have people there be great to rub elbows with them and get to know them better and do a little networking so she, isn't she a peach she's been oh, just fantastic. nothing but a pleasure to work with since coming on board fantastic and so cool to hear her own story you know that she did collect when she was eight that she's a yankees fan um you know and we always you know i don't know sometimes you think maybe the better business person is the person that doesn't have that emotional connection but i think in this hobby we all want the people making and promoting the products to have that passion so Absolutely. Cool. So, Absolutely. Uh, Rob, I had like 17 more questions for her. So you're going to have to make sure that you do some video, like sit, sit one-on-one -on -one and we get a, a video of her similar to what we're doing tonight uh, for next week's show um, or the show after. Uh, all right. Send got me the all questions. these questions, all these questions about the next three months of their slate and what this and what that, you know, so email me a list of the questions. I'll make sure we do a sit down with her. Awesome. So thank you, Emily. That was very cool. Absolutely. Um, all right. Where are we going now? Oh, I think I that where. we've got a lot of stuff to share. I, I know. I know where. How yeah. about some hobby happenings? I'm down. Some news, notes, and nuggets about what's going on in the hobby? No, it's okay. Um, yeah, we've got some <laughs> a ton of stuff going on. And uh, so let's take a look at what's going on. Uh, in this thing that we call the hobby and this week's hobby happenings. Well, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't kick things off, much like the rest of the sports world, the uh, tragic and untimely death of Kobe Bryant left officials at a Panini America absolutely shocked and devastated uh, for multiple reasons. Bryant had been the company's global ambassador, literally, since 2009. And uh, they released a statement this past Monday with CEO Mark Warsop saying, Kobe Bryant has been fundamental to our journey over the last decade. He was part of the Panini family, and we are deeply saddened. It just doesn't seem real. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Kobe's wife, Vanessa, and his entire family. We are devastated. Someone who took it probably even harder is someone who got to know Kobe very well, Brian Bain. Panini America's vice president of acquisitions. He had regularly scheduled meetings with Bryant throughout much of the last decade and was with him as recently as uh, late last week for an autograph signing session. The two had developed a friendship that truly transcended a normal business relationship. And he said, I simply can't believe it. Crushed is an understatement. I was blessed to be with him often throughout my time with Panini America, and I'm lucky to say he was a colleague. To me, he was more than one of the greatest players of all time. He was a friend. He was thoughtful. He was smart. He was caring. He was a great father, a great husband, and an inspiration as much off the court as he was on it. 
We're all at a loss today. We're all mourning, and we will all be for quite a while. So I sent Tracy Hackler a quick text to pass our condolences on to the Panini team because uh, I know just how close that relationship was. So hang in there, guys. In other hobby news, I'll trade you this video game cartridge for your Jim Mint Tom Brady Contenders Rookie Ticket Autograph. No, I'm not kidding. This isn't a hypothetical. It really happened. Sports Collectors Daily reported that a one-for-one -one trade was recently brokered by Vincent Zerzolo, the co-owner and COO of New York's Metropolis Collectibles. Now, mind you, this wasn't just any video game. No, this was the 1990 Nintendo World Championship Gray Cartridge video game, which is the rarest Nintendo cartridge in existence. The game was never sold commercially, instead created for Nintendo's Traveling Powerfest tournament. There are only a few World Championship Gray Cartridge video games in existence, and most of them are in rough shape. This one was graded 8 out of 10. Meanwhile, the Jim Mint 10 Brady card is one of only 14 in existence. Now that card's value was recently established via auction sale at 168000 so you can guess at what the value of that world championship gray cartridge might be. I just want yeah, to know what games are let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that real quick, just because it was just last week we talked about Paul Frazier's list of hot trends and collectibles, and he said that the video retro video game market was ready to explode. And then PSA asked on their Twitter feed who got the better deal, and me and several other people replied that, honestly, it might be the guy with the video game. Some guy even backed me up saying that could be a million-dollar video game in 10 years. So very interesting. Um, so get this. The finalists, these were city championships that they, they toured around and did this. The finalists in each city won a trophy, a $250 in U.S. dollars, in a trip for two to the World Finals, which were held here in Los Angeles in Universal Studios Hollywood, the runner, runners-up won a Nintendo Power Pad and a Game Boy. Now, those World Finals were conducted December 7th through 9th, 1990, at Universal, and the special Nintendo cartridge contained three customized mini-games based on Super Mario Brothers, Rad Racer, and Tetris. Yeah, and they could only be used at the tournament. It's not like you could even pop that thing out and put it in right now. And really? Play and yeah. there was a so there was a custom cumulative scoring formula across all three of those games, which you would get at the end. So, wow, yeah. absolutely crazy. crazy, absolutely crazy. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that whole market. <laughs> the top years. winners in each age category were awarded a ten thousand dollar U.S. savings bond. I would have to do some math to see if that was more valuable than the cartridge they were handed. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, getting back to uh, sports hobbying with Derek Jeter's recent induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame, Tops figured it was as good as time as any. Well, to dig a few things out of the Tops vault related to the superstar's early career. See, taken well before his arrival in the 1993 top set, these images were actually never used on a Topps trading card. 
I do love that the one photo has him holding a sign with his name so the photographer can actually remember who he is. Bidding ended last night with the three photo negatives selling for, yeah, Rob forgot to look it up. Uh, (laughs) Wait, wait, I, I, I got a special effect for that, I think. Wait, where is it? Oh, yeah, there it is. Sorry. Um, oh, well. Got sidetracked this evening picking up my daughter from swim practice. Anyway. Well, that's fine. We'll have an answer for you by the end of the show, maybe even by the end of the segment. Uh, speaking of other finds at auction, some sweet unopened 1967 Tops rack packs are coming to auction. Sports Collectors Daily reports that eight rack packs, which were unsold inventory stock from a long shuttered general store, have been discovered and will soon be on the auction block. And is that an actual picture of them? Because I see the Mick right there. Yeah, on top. they are. Wow. Uh, making this find even better is that they are from Top Second Series, and two of them, not just that one we see, two of them have Mickey Mantle cards showing on top. The packs were consigned through an Austin, Texas hobby shop, which turned them over to auction on behalf of a customer whose family once owned a general store and recently found them in the store's unsold stock. Crazy. The packs will be part of Heritage Auction's April catalog auction. The two packs that have mantle showing are expected to sell for over $10,000 each, while the others will likely bring at least $1,500 to $2,000 each. Very cool. Well, the Mile High Card Company got off to a great start in 2020 with the recent conclusion of their first auction of the year, bringing in over $3 million in sales. Uh, All bidding was led by the sale of this pinstriped New York Yankees jersey worn by Mickey Mantle in the first half of his 1956 Triple Crown season. It received 24 bids, selling for $649,250, the second highest price ever paid for a Mantle jersey at auction. The jersey was photomatched to several moments during the season and later signed by Mantle. Look closely. Why, yes, that does appear to be number one baseball prospect Jason Dominguez with a pin in his hand. Hmm. What could a baseball prospect be doing with a pin in his hand? Well, it looks like the Yankees prospect is signing some form of Bowman card. This photo was posted on Topps' Instagram account, and collector speculation quickly prompted discussions of what product these are to be included in. The early year Bowman release? Bowman Chrome? Or something else entirely? You never know what Topps has up their sleeve with uh, promotions and online exclusives. So right now we will have to wait and see, but the 2020 baseball collecting season is already red hot, even though it hasn't even officially started yet. No doubt. Good stuff. All right. (sighs) Get ready. In legal news, Bloomberg has reported that Upper Deck has sued Panini America yesterday for allegedly misrepresenting that it had the rights to sell cards of Michael Jordan. Well, as most of you know, Upper Deck claims to have an exclusive license with the former Chicago Bulls superstar to use his image, name, likeness, marks, and other rights for trading cards. Despite 
being limited by licenses, Upper Deck said, quote, Panini deliberately altered and manipulated Jordan's image into the background of multiple Panini trading cards. Okay, so what are the specifics of these allegations? The use of Michael Jordan's image in the background of a couple of specific NBA cards from Panini. Do you see it? Okay, how about now? That fuzzy image of a player in the lower right-hand corner of the card on the right is Michael Jordan. In 2017, Panini issued the retro insert card on the left with Jordan cropped out of the photo. And in 2018, they used the same card for an optic version of the insert and left Jordan in the picture. In its lawsuit, Upper Deck also uh, cites this card as an even more blatant example. For more information as to how this case progresses, including to view copies of the lawsuit, follow collector, attorney, and hobby legal eagle, Paul Lesko, on Twitter at Paul underscore Lesko. And one final note to share. The three Derek Jeter original slide negatives ended at $152, $395, and $735, respectively. The $735 being the uh, slate, as they call it, where he is holding his jersey number and name. Haha, interesting. Thank you. Way to come through. You always have my back. I appreciate it. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings all right interesting stuff going on in the hobby as always very interesting rob so i have a quick question you did you see those packs those uh 1967 packs you saw the picture yes how centered did that mantle look uh well they're notoriously off center and Uh that one looked better than normal so okay and how, how tight did that package look? Like, like to me, it looked like there were soft corners just from the package itself. But it, what, what did you see? I, I did see some soft corners. Um, I also read in the article that there are a couple of small tears in the cellophane. So here's, here's just my question. You know, and I hope I'm not upsetting anybody in an auction house. But I'm just curious, if a, if a PSA 8 Mickey Mantle from that set sells for around a thousand dollars. What the heck is this like $10,000 a pack? Is it really that exciting to have an unopened pack? Yes. I mean, like, all what? you have to do is look back to our experience at the national with that 1955 Bowman pack. Yeah. It's but that actually produced, but that, per, that had a card in there, but that you didn't was know able it. To go. This one, yeah. you know that there is, and because of the printing process employed at the time, uh, there could be multiple mantles in there. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, but what, I mean, what do you need, four mantles in order for it to be good? I'm looking, it's Rod Carew's rookie card year, Tom Seaver's rookie card year. I don't know. I don't know. Just, just some thoughts and observations on that. No, that's all right. I get, I get like a 50s, because 50s, you know, you got... You know, lots of lots of guys. It wasn't just the person that had the mantle spot, you know, by luck. 
um, a couple of other people got their money back from that break and made. Well, I thought I thought know. the ten thousand dollar estimate that they put on that seemed definitely seemed high to me. Um, mm-hmm. I I think probably five thousand is a to seven thousand is probably much more realistic. And or I is it a function I, of? It could be a function of breaks, though, too, because they know they can price it for that, where well, how many cards are in a pack? 26, 32, 15. Yeah, something like that. So if it's like 30, then that could be a... You do $1,000 a spot. Uh, no, even less. With 30? 500? Yeah, you, you do you know, you know do a 250, but you're selling 30 of them. Right. So 250 <laughs> times 30 is seven seventy five hundred. So yeah, you know. I guess that that's why I, I could see that maybe that they're factoring in that. But. All right. Well, now would you buy in at two fifty in a in one of the packs that you knew had the mantle on it? Not me personally. No, I okay. wouldn't. Because well, that's what, not, you know, I'm not my you thing. Personally. I'd rather take that two fifty and do something else with it. Okay. Um, Light it on fire. <laughs> All right, uh, we have one product to look at, but we have two boxes of it, the all-new. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's do that first. Thank you, uh, James. Before we look at hockey, I didn't know where to put this interview. Should I do it before, Emily, right after? And I said, let's just do it here, and then I still forgot. Uh, so, yeah, Tops was set up at uh, All-Star Fanfare because of their new 2019-20 NHL sticker collection, they had Brett Hall signing some of the best-looking sticker autographs you'll ever see because they were on sticker. You know what I mean. And uh, it was awesome. And so Emily had an opportunity to sit down and talk with Golden Jet Jr. And, uh, yeah, check this out. Then we'll come back and open some hockey cards. Well, it's been uh, unbelievable, um, you know, especially for the fans of the city that uh, they've stood uh, tall and true through thick and thin with this franchise. And, uh, you know, to wait 52 years, I think it was, for a Stanley Cup, uh, you know, it's just so great for them. And it's it's been a lot of fun for, for everyone involved with the team and the fans of this city. To, to win the Cup and then to have... Uh, uh, awarded this, the All-Star Game, uh, just kind of like you said, it's like you put a cherry on top of the, the great Sunday that uh, they had last year, and um, you know, it's just, it, like we, it couldn't be better, and the timing is perfect, and it's just uh, another great showcase for the city of St. Louis to show uh, how wonderful they are of hockey fans. You bet, uh, the city's been awesome. Yeah. Um, so we have your rookie, your a reprint of your rookie right. card. Uh, if you could give some advice to that young lad on that card, what do you think you would tell him? Well, I think I'd tell him to get more sleep. <laughs> but other than that, it, I mean, it's uh, everything kind of uh, turned out pretty good for me, so I have uh, no complaints. Um, most memorable item you've had to autograph? Well, I, I don't know. I've autographed a lot of things, uh, from from garage doors to cars uh, to other unmentionables. But uh, I, I would I'd I'd have to think uh, that first picture of uh, holding the Stanley Cup in Dallas. That was you know because it's really what you play for and become a champion. It's.
pretty special. Absolutely. A garage door. Well, the first, the first time I signed a contract was pretty good, too. Yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> the paycheck thereafter yeah, wasn't too bad sure, either, yeah. huh? Oh, I love, uh, you know, the league is full of these uh, smaller guys that are so skilled. I, I love watching them play. So Matthew Barzell is one of my favorites. Absolutely. Oh, Jack, absolutely. I, you know what I do? I like, you know, there was a lot of, uh, I shouldn't say a lot, but there was some skepticism on how high he should have went in the draft, wanted to. And uh, I, I love that it's taken a couple of years, but he's really uh, he's showing his true colors, and he's, he's become quite the player. Absolutely. So he's really, really proud of what he's done. Great for his city, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this guy with an unbelievable stash right now. <laughs> uh, you know, underrated. You know, he's a big kid. He's uh, as, as good as he is and how people know he is. He's still, I think he's better than, than they give him credit for, and uh, he can really shoot it. Well, I mean, he speaks for himself. You know, when you when you read the quotes from Wayne Gretzky and the high praise Wayne Gretzky gives Connor, you know he's a great player and, and he proves it year in and year out. No kidding. Well, here's a heart and soul guy. Uh, you know, last year, you know, at, at, in January, last in the NHL, but there was one consistent and it was Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, whether it was practice or games, he was the hardest working, uh, did everything uh, the right way, and he was a catalyst when uh, Chief took over as coach uh, to bring everybody together and lead him to a Stanley Cup, and uh, he is, he's a heart and soul guy. And uh, last but not least, a guy that around this time last year, I don't think anyone knew his name, and uh, yeah. can you guess? Yeah, Jordan. Oh, he, yeah. Uh, you know, they asked me the one thing that, that uh, turned the season around for the Blues last year, and I go, it was uh, the gutsy move to bring in Jordan and then start him, and they went on a 12-game unbeaten streak, and it went it went right from there. And his his attitude and his his uh, you know the players could feed off of his uh, you know like they asked him, are you nervous? He goes, do I look nervous? I mean, uh, that's just the type of guy he is, and uh, uh, you know he had a great year, and hope he uh, continues it and has a great career. Nice. Brett Hall. All right. So Synergy Hockey, it's there. got a little bit more attainable uh, bounty program this year is one of the changes they made. They upped the number of autographs uh, per case. And one of the key things about this product is it's right on there. Look for true rookie cards numbered 220, as well as seeking out high series rookies numbered to 10 um, so even those without an auto or memorabilia uh, have performed very well in the secondary market so maybe we'll be lucky to hit a couple of those as we dive into box number one of synergy hockey yeah if you remember the history of this product uh, I think it was three years ago was when they first launched it and we all liked the technology of the first one but it just wasn't it didn't have enough diversity of hits, so it ended up falling a little flat. And last year they said specifically, look, we know that people like the idea, so we upped it, we fixed it, we moved some things around. And it was really popular last year, and it seems like they did even more of that this year. Um, of course, it is also Go GTS Live, so I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you. If you buy a box of this from your official US GTS local hobby shop, 
It's also eligible for a free Overtime Wave 1 pack, which have exclusive cards, exclusive parallels, and exclusive autographs. So make sure you're asking your shop if they're a, a GTS Upper Deck Hockey shop. Great point, Ivan. Uh, as you can see here, Upper Deck wants to remind you coming out of the box that Saturday, February 15th, is National Hockey Card Day here in the States as well as in Canada. You are not going to want to miss the February 13th show. If you are a hockey fan, I have put together a couple of nice uh, prize packages uh, centered around hockey for National Hockey Card Day day that will be given away on that show on the 13th so that's pretty cool is that so is that like a box topper or is that actually the edge of the okay it's a it's a yeah insert. it's a little that's smart thing. marketing smart marketing what was that february 15th is the actual date correct make um, sure that you do go to twitter.com slash go gts live we mentioned it at the top of the show but you might be watching new and fresh uh there is a tweet out there from go gts live that says uh, retweet and watch live to enter to win. Uh, we're gonna give away that Mitch Marner autograph there. We also showcase some of the other hits. Thank you to Upper Deck Sports, Chris Carlin um, for the box. Also for a lot of support over All-Star Weekend. It was cool to see uh, um, Chris gave me a shout out from a, uh, from a pancake place he was at and I saw a lot of other cool things that they were doing to promote the cards. So gotta love those events. Wish I could have gone to St. Louis for that. It was cool. Yeah, you know what? The one other card I did want to give away, hold on. I gotta go back through and find it. And I can't complain. I know that uh, hopefully next year Chris is going to let me come to the Diamond Conference. In fact, he actually asked us what he needs to do to get me there because it's in Los Angeles. And he did also invite me. Remember the last time I got invited to All-Star Weekend, Rob? Yes. You, you remember where it was held? Vancouver. No, no, it was in Los Angeles. Oh. All right. But you remember why I couldn't go? Were you having a child? I was having two children. Yeah. It was literally, uh, Chris is like, hey, you guys know that All-Star Weekend uh, festivities are tonight and tomorrow in L.A. Does Ivan want to go? And I'm like, uh, my wife's, you know, 14 hours into labor. <laughs> I wish. Six miles away. But, uh, but yeah, so hopefully next year. Good times. All right. And hopes that we can spur somebody into collecting the set to go after the bounty program we'll give the uh, code cards away nice how many of them are there like six or seven one two three four five six seven eight nine nine wow those are crazy all right, so we also, I uh, teased at the beginning of the program that we've got a massive Ultra Pro uh, storage and display prize pack to give away, uh, courtesy of Ultra Pro, obviously. But this is all based on some new stuff they uh, have come out with. Um, not everything is new, new, but some of it is newly packaged, like this bad boy. Need some card sleeves. Need some standard card sleeves and tired of buying them in 100-pack quantities? Okay, here's 1,000. Okay, there we so go. <laughs> you're, set on, you're set on sleeves. Okay. Hold um, on a Okay, I got it. I got it. Uh, the, you know, 
these are always great. I mean, the rookie standard top loader. Oh, what's yeah. really cool. I'm a sucker for them. They've got, you don't have to go hunting for a sleeve right in the middle of the package there. There's a penny sleeve for every top loader. So this is one of their combo packages that they've been doing. Nice. So that's all in one there. But it's not limited to just the standard or the standard rookie. Here's 130 point uh, top loaders and card sleeve combo. So 10 Ooh, top the, loaders and sleeves. With the thick, with the thick sleeves, though. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah, exactly. nice. Yeah, if you don't, if y'all don't know, you need to make sure that you have on hand some of these thick card sleeves. You got to have those on hand because, you know, those thick cards, especially because they're chunkier, there's a lot more surface area to get damaged, and you try to squeeze them into the standard sleeves, and you're likely to mess it up just trying to get it in. So uh, next thing you know, you're in the hospital four hours before the NHL All Star game with twins. So retailers who, um, you know, this is a great way, you know, you got to sell supplies, okay, but it takes up space. So there's some workarounds that they've been coming up with with these combo packages. Like everybody needs one touches. Well, let's just put it in a five pack. So this is a five pack uh, holds 130 points. So one lucky winner is going to get all this. Just a second. There we go. Got it. And one of the popular products they came out with uh, last year or year before is the um, the one touches with the black border. So here's a five pack of one thirty black border one touches. Okay. And what's really awesome is I'm going to give you enough of the all-new acrylic stands for every one of them. Wow. Instead like of the little tripods, you know, that I've got office. probably 200 of in my room displaying cards, they came up with this cool thing that uh, the OneTouch just slides in there and they make these for different sizes but this happens to be for the 130 that these 10 go with so you are absolutely set for a little while anyway so one lucky winner is going to get all that and they sent me enough stuff that as uh, we're opening product over the next several weeks or months we're going to make sure that your hits go into something and uh, you get some of these supplies as well, particularly the 130s, okay? So one lucky winner gets this massive prize pack thanks to Frank Whitaker at Ultra Pro. How awesome. cool is that, Ivan? It's fantastic. It's so cool that uh, this one, you don't just got to retweet and watch live. You also got to retweet and thank Ultra Pro. Take a second, shoot a little reply back and say, oh, thanks, Ultra Pro. This is awesome. You know, I could use this many cards because I have, uh, you know, this collection or that collection. Sorry. Can I get props also? Was that good multitasking? I didn't skip a beat and I just killed that mosquito. That was awesome. Sweet. Thank you. So... All right, Ivan, you had, January. The, you had the opportunity. By the way, Rob, is this not, have you not experienced this? I, I saw someone else post this, and it's become sort of my motto. Like, this January has been the longest five months of my life. Right? 
It's been crazy, huh? Anyways, yeah, hobby. So one of the cool things that I've been watching take place in the hobby um, as someone who's on the business side of things is watching um, our customers who were traditional breakers have such success in their business that they've wanted to expand and open a brick and mortar store. And we visited, you know, like top shelf breaks at, out at the national who opened a, a store. There's been a handful of others, but one of the biggest to make the jump and the store is absolutely beautiful. Um, from what I could tell was Jaspies. Why don't you give us a little bit more before uh, we dive in and check out this video? Yeah, so they're actually, you know, everybody, very few people understand how massive L.A. is. Um, it seems like they're in L.A., but really they're in a community called Redondo Beach, which on a Saturday is still 50 minutes away from where I live in the middle of L.A. That being said, um, well, I don't know if it's in the video or not, so I'll make because it's a bit of a boring point, but it's so funny. They were trying to figure out where to open their shop, and they are actually in Hermosa, the very next community. But Hermosa doesn't have high-speed internet in their commercial buildings for whatever <laughs> reason. And because the shop also has to double if they're paying for the real estate, they need the studios that they use for breaking. You know, it's sure. like, let's put it all in one spot. Um, so they needed that. So they went in over one community to Redondo. But beautiful store, uh, really well done. Um, a cool charity element that they support year-round that I was able to see firsthand coming, uh, coming to the event. Um, and just a great family, a really great family, um, that if any of you have broken with them or gotten to meet them at an event, you know, that Jaspies is really someone you can trust, uh, family that's been in the hobby for decades and now is doing this side of it with, uh, with great care. So it was a great experience. Um, and I hope that comes through in the video. Awesome. Well, with that in mind, check out the grand opening of Jaspies Kate case breaks in Hermosa Beach? No, Redondo. <laughs> South Bay, Los Angeles. <laughs> started a small case breaking business in our garage about five years ago. Um, it, it got to be so popular we had to move into a 800 square foot office and just recently now we're in a 3,000 square foot retail store in Hermosa Beach so uh, it's, it's been a wild ride for the last five years. 
Awesome. And uh, I noticed one thing that's really unique about this store setup is that it's almost like you have different stations dedicated to different things. Tell us a little bit about the reasoning and the, the build of this layout. Um, sort of model it after a department store like a Sears or, or, or a Macy's where you have, uh, uh, here you have wax packs, you have uh, singles packs, you have uh, Pokemon over on this side. Um, we have Joe McWilliams, who's an artist for uh, Tops. Uh, so we have sort of an art gallery area where artists can come and show their paintings and their works and talk to the fans. And then we have uh, uh, Showcase Island in the middle, and this is basically uh, wax boxes, per se. And then we have singles on either end. Uh, as you go further, we have a TV. People can watch our, our live breaks. We break seven days a week. Uh, then we go to the other side of the shop. We have sort of vintage, collectible, Star Wars, wacky packages, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then in the far corner, we have uh, submissions for PSA and ComC uh, information. We have a uh, uh, card bar where our collectors can sort of uh, come in, they can do some trading, they can open up boxes, they can watch sports. We stream live on Instagram from the card bar three days a week. Uh, we have a small little area if you want to play pinball. Uh, we have uh, bargain box singles, sort of a little bit of everything. Nice. And uh, so this event is really cool. I know you've got raffles going on throughout the day. I also noticed that there's a charitable uh, component going on out in front. Correct. We do, uh, during the case breaks, we don't really ship the veteran base. There's just thousands of thousands of cards. Um, so we donate those to charities. So the charities that basically, that, that we deal with, they, there's so many cards, they can't deal with the cards anymore. So what we do is we have a 10 cent card day. We put out about 175,000 cards out in the parking lot. And they're 10 cents each, and uh, there's bargains to be had, and the money 100% goes to uh, LA Best after school enrichment program, which is real, real nice. Illustrating for Tops, Mike Jasperson, Jaspies, was selling all the original paintings for Tops on Tops Vault. So I got to know Mike through that kind of a project. So he's kept in touch with the artists and what we've been doing and thought, hey, having a connection to some of those artists and that artwork here for his grand opening would be a great thing. So he just picked up the phone and asked me if I wanted to come on down and be part of his grand opening, and I said, heck yeah. That's awesome. And are the uh, prints for sale here today? Uh, the original paintings are for sale, but I can't sell any reproductions of the Garbage Pail Kids because that's a Topps product, that's the license. But I do other artwork that is in the Wacky and Garbage Pail Kid feel and I brought a bunch of my own stickers and mini prints and posters and different things like that as well.
5,000 square feet, sports cards, Pokemon, you know, trading cards, garbage pail kits, the works. And we also have two break studios where we do live case breaks, one on YouTube and one on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, so we're actually in one of the break studios right now. Yep. Um, Tell us a bit about the history of Jaspies and how you got here to this this moment. Yeah, so me and my dad, we started in 2014 doing breaks. He used to work for Topps, um, retired, moved out to California. We used to live in New York at uh, Topps headquarters. Um, moved here, started doing breaking in our garage, kind of exploded, you know. Uh, we opened a smaller store in Redonda Beach, mainly breaks. And then uh, this year we finally opened our uh, dream shop here in Hermosa Beach. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've seen with an actual shop space like this? Yeah, so the difference between obviously the shop and the in-store, you know, you're seeing these people that come in in person. Um, so sometimes if it's a rough box, you gotta face the music right in person. So that's kind of uh, a different thing that we've gotten used to. Um, a lot of people are bringing in stuff to sell. Um, sometimes it's maybe not as valuable, you know, 80s, 90s stuff. Um, so that's kind of a thing we've been working through, but it's a lot of fun and, you know, challenges uh, create, you know, good uh, ideas sometimes. Um, what would you say is the biggest hit that you've ever pulled? Um, so me and Jason, we were doing a cup hockey break 2015-16, just last year, last December. Connor McDavid, 97 of 99, jersey numbered RPA. Going for auction in April, I believe, at Leland's um, for a customer and projected to go over six figures possibly. So that was a great card, great pull. And you actually got to hold that in your hand. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It yeah. Was, uh, first we get our shop, so people were saying the new shop, you know, new shop mojo. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that something where the um, the customer lets you ship it or do they, they find a way to come get yeah, it? Yeah, so lucky, luckily he lived in San Diego, so he got to pick it up, um, see it in person, and then we mailed it to the auction house. So thankfully it got there okay. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Jaspies uh, on Instagram, uh, website jaspiescasebreaks.com. We stream on uh, jaspies.com for uh, Instagram. Uh, we're seven days a week and uh, lots of fun. And that's a look at Jaspies' grand opening. Uh, Ivan, thank you publicly for taking some time on your weekend to go. Uh, and show your support and represent GTS. Uh, really appreciative. James, as always, awesome video editing. Uh, really nice. And, uh, yeah, they're very good people. So if you're yeah. in SoCal and looking for a hobby shop, be sure to check out Jaspies. Yeah, fantastic. Especially that Connor McDavid story. Yeah, right? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we've got uh, several new products hitting hobby store shelves next week. So let's take a look at what's going to be hot in the shop and at your favorite online retailer and group case breaker with a segment we like to call hot in the shop. Kicking things off with a product we uh, showed you some base cards of after the Diamond Dealer Conference 2019-20 Upper Deck Allure NHL Hockey Cards. New brand for the UD product portfolio is going to deliver an auto, a rookie jersey card, a jersey card or rare parallel, plus eight inserts and five parallels in every box. A new brand in the Upper Deck NHL portfolio sports a 100-card regular base set with numerous parallels. This is basically your shiny for Upper Deck now, okay? 
all featuring the best veteran and rookies in the game today, ranging from simply color and pattern variations to color and pattern variations with autographs and memorabilia. So there's something to appeal for every collector in here. Allure's debut features several tantalizing inserts, including the top 50 prospects inserts dedicated solely to the game's best newcomers. Collectors will also covet the rare autographed jersey patch and one-of-one one autographed tag parallels. Allure Quartz is the crown jewel of the insert sets. The chase is on for this super rare rookie auto, blue auto, and rookie blue autograph parallel cards. And just a while back, you saw some other inserts like the Winter Storm Warning, for the record, open ice, iced out, and many more. This hits stores next week. Can't wait to see it. Oh, Rob, this one almost uh, tells you tells itself for you. This is 2020 baseball season kickoff with Topps Series One baseball cards, hobby and jumbo configurations. Uh, hobby features one autograph or relic card in every box. Jumbo features one autograph and two relic cards in every box. And whether you're collecting for the base design, the insert autographs, like the Decades Next insert card autograph parallel, or the Baseball Stars dual autograph card parallel, there's pretty much something for every collector in this set. Um, starting off with, if you check the checklist at gogts.net, packed rookie checklist. Uh, and then, of course, some great autographs in this, including Baseball Stars, Baseball Stars dual World Series champions with players on the 2019 World Series champion team uh, and some crazy cut signatures, a crazy list of cut signatures that you can get in flagship, base flagship. And of course the inserts. Inserts are always fun to chase. Flagship's got a great balance of new, young, hot, and veteran players and Hall of Famers. And look for some unique rever uh, patch cards, such as the Topps Reverence Autograph Patch Cards, a high-end cards exclusive to Topps Baseball Flagship brand. That sounds new, huh? Features on-card autographs and premium relic pieces, uh, as well as one absolutely crazy chase in this. There is a Topps 2020 Celebration of the Decades unique experience 25 special golden tickets will be placed into packs of Series 1 2020. Winners will be invited to an exclusive experiential event that will be talked about for wow. decades. Yeah, 25 of those, too. So it's not, not the rarest golden ticket chase. There so could you're saying there's a chance. For sure. And, of course, the return of the Home Run Challenge, which is lots of fun. Game you get to play all season long. Look for this at the Tops Million Card Rip Party and then at your hobby shop the same day. Sweet. Can't believe it's already here. Um, next Baseball. up to the gridiron as the 2019 collecting season continues with Panini Limited NFL Football delivering two autograph cards, including one guaranteed rookie patch auto. Nice plus one memorabilia card in every box. Limited football returns and is loaded with top rookies, veterans, and retired stars. The best the NFL has to offer, actually. So look for on-card autographs in the following sets, rookie patch autos, rookie patch auto variations, and ring of honor. 
look for draft day signature booklets, which contain a piece from the actual jersey held on the stage at the 2019 NFL Draft. Several book cards, including draft day signature booklets, partnership dual booklets, and even quad signature booklets. It's got a 100-card base set of the NFL's top players. Again, look for those on-card autographs in Ring of Honor uh, for all-time uh, franchise greats, limited ink, players that don't have a ton of ink, and top players in the game as well. Rookie autos, including 2019 NFL rookies, game day swatches, and much more. Be sure to visit GoGTS.net for all the parallel information about this product. There's a ton. <laughs> nice. Hey, speaking of parallels and shiny, we've got a, a hardcore product this year, uh, this week, 2020. Don, 2019-20, dang it, just read it in order. 2019-20 Donruss <laughs> Optic Fast Break NBA Basketball Cards. That's what I was chewing on there. Um, but yes, yeah, so Donruss <laughs> Optic Shiny, Shiny Cards. Each box is going to deliver one autographed card and 18 inserts or parallels, including rated rookie signatures of Zion Williamson, Ja Morant, and the rest of the rookie class stars. So there you go. You see the signed cards right there. Rated rookie signatures, fast break gold with fast break optochrome stock. Lots of low numbers available. And then look for exclusive hollow fast break optochrome inserts, such as that stargazing and rainmakers. Pretty cool stuff there. Um, and there's the rookies hollow fast break. Lots of shine on there. You got to put your sunglasses on for any pack of these cards. And look at all the parallels as well. Shiny break pinks, shiny break blacks, shiny break golds, and a stacked checklist. But come on, we know what it is. It's 2020. That's Zion mania. Swatting balls, dunking balls. You're chasing Zion. And you got another chance this year with Donruss Optic fast break NBA basketball cards. So you're saying it's got balls. Yeah. All right. Just take this card and add 17 more layers of shine to it. That's what this <laughs> is going to look like. It's awesome. Uh, with the new year here, it also means there's a new NASCAR season with Talladega right around the corner. So rev your engines and let's go racing because 2020 Donruss NASCAR racing cards debuts next week with an auto and two memorabilia cards in every box. Plus some fun stuff in every pack, including one base parallel, one insert, and one Donruss optic card. So yeah, 24 total base parallels, 24 inserts, 24 optic cards in every box in addition to those other hits. Signature series, look for a variety of current and retired legends on a new design. Look for three foil parallels in red, gold, and black. Look for the new Timeless Treasures material signatures featuring a throwback design and an absolute who's who checklist. Race day relics featuring race use memorabilia on various material types, including tires, fire suits, sheet metal, and more, also with three foil parallels. And a 200-card base set, which includes the base cards, cars, rated rookies, retro 87, race king, retro 87 throwback cards, and count them, nine parallels to collect. Pick a color. 
24 inserts in every box. New, new inserts include 87 retro relics, retro series, elite series, action-packed, aero package, retro 87, and retro 87 throwback cars. Dominators Downtown makes its NASCAR debut with drivers Tony Seward and Richard Petty, Danica Patrick, Terry Labani, and Bill Elliott. And each card is designed per driver and is super short printed. Check out more at GoGTS.net and pick up a box at your favorite retailer. Last but not least, Ivan. Yep, we're closing it out with 2019 Benchwarmer Hot 4 Teacher Trading Cards Series 5. All new original content. Uh, there's 10 cards per box, 10 premium cards. And you can look for all the smoking hot content you've come to know and love from Hot for Teacher, including but not limited to class rings with one-of-one one jewel cards, uh, swatch designs, which are photo shoot worn, inscriptions, naughty schoolgirl, of course, kiss cards, base autographs, premium base cards, yearbook autographs, classic cut hair cards, doodles, exchange students mixing it up a bit and more uh check this out it's gonna they always put eclectic and unique uh items into these types of products so check out 2019 bench warmer hot for teacher trading cards series five yeah i mean i think we've talked about that product like five times it keeps getting moved hopefully it actually releases next week um and that's a look at what's going to be hot in the shop. Updating the poll this year, you plan on spending what compared to last year in the hobby? More about the same, less, or just as much as you can? Numbers sticking about the same, about 62, yeah, 62% saying about the same or more with about the same leading the way at 39.9%. 27% of you a little bit less, 11% still saying as much as I can. Thank you to all who weighed in. Still a half hour left to go in that poll if you haven't done so already. And, all right, so Ivan's got to pull some winners. Um, Ivan, pull four winners because uh, I've put two additional little packages together. Okay. Oh, 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 hey, sorry, can you hear me? I was typing there, so I hit the mute button. I was totally in agreement with you, except I'm actually going to pull five because we've also got the Ultra Pro Mega giveaway. Uh, yes, well. thank yeah, you. So. Um, okay, so a lot of people are looking for Kobe Bryant cards, um, want to get a rookie, want to get a high-end card, want one of his hot parallels, or just, you know, want to relive some of his great moments on cardboard. Well, check out, while Ivan pulls the winners, the Ultimate Collection Guide and Cardboard Tribute to the one and only Kobe Bryant. We'll be back. Well, listen, I want to thank Emily Kless for joining us tonight. Uh, we'll get to know her much better uh, over the next, well, for as ever long as she's in that position at Tops. And uh, also thank you to Chris Carlin for sending Synergy Hockey. Tracy Hackler uh, wanted to apologize for not getting being able to send this week's Panini releases because he's down at the Super Bowl, but assured me he'll hook us up next week. And... Um, Probably most importantly, um, 
Well, also to Frank Whitaker, uh, Jaspies for hosting Ivan, mm-hmm. and you guys, most importantly, yes, for watching. And uh, again, one programming note, I will be at the million card break. So you can also um, look for some different type of content from our feed, maybe. Uh, I know you can watch the break itself and lots of other places. So I'll be focused on maybe some other stuff. Um, I'm hoping to put a really cool hyperlapsed video together, though. We'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, so. James Gale, Ivan Lovegren behind the scenes, uh, taking care of things. James, really appreciate it. Um, I think that's it, Ivan. Did I get everybody? Uh, you did. You forgot, though, that uh, also Washington, Washington, D.C. has another chili place that's on that top 20 list. Oh, okay. Well, so shout to out to them. Next time. Shout I'm, out to I'm Cantor's out Deli here in Los Angeles for also making that list. And, of course, Joe's Stone Crab in Miami. Ooh, have you ever been there? It's good. I, I've been to a Joe's Stone Crab, yeah. The one in um, Miami is great. I'm looking forward to actually the Stone going Crabs to are White literally House right Subs there. in Atlantic City. Um, I didn't get to go the last time I was there. I heard it's like a must, so gonna do. Oh, that. I didn't either. No, nobody told me anything there except that. Yeah, uh, well, I'll take I'll take all the good Philly cheesesteaks. We'll, 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 we'll all go to White House Subs. Oh, I've, I've all been right, to this place, so Piemonte's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's it for us here at GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, you know what to be doing. Always be breaking. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night.